Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast, we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families. Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between. Hey, everybody. This is Mandy from Chapel of Forge. This is Missy from Homesteading Roots. So today we are going to talk about our favorite kitchen tools. So we have our top 15 kitchen tools. This is not going to include canning stuff because that would have to be like its own separate episode or food preservation stuff because, you know, then we'd be going down the rabbit holes of freeze dryers and canners and like that would be a whole thing. So we're going to talk about just like general kitchen tools, stuff we use on the regular in our kitchen, like not necessarily for food preservation, just for, um, you know, making dinner and things like that. So um, we're going to run down through our favorite 15 things, what we love about them, you know, how much we use them, things like that. So Missy, why don't you go with the first one? Okay. So my first one would definitely be my KitchenAid. Um, I pretty much have, uh, not all of the attachments. I have probably five or six different attachments. A lot of it is for noodles, which Mandy's going to crack up, but, um, I have the one that like flattens the dough. I have the one that cuts like all different kinds of noodles. I have, um, one that does like lasagna noodles. I have one that does like, we'll make the little squares for ravioli and, um, we have this whole little machine thing that does makes like, um, oh gosh, pierogies. I couldn't come up with the word pierogies. Um, and we love making homemade pierogies. They're so good. I am um, cracking up. Are these like all their own separate attachments or is there like a noodle kit? So there, you can get a noodle kit. So it has, it oh has two God. attachments and then there's different settings on it, but these, the ravioli and the pierogi makers are two separate things like they don't go on to the kitchen aid um but they're probably we use that probably the most in our kitchen um do you want me to do all of mine right now uh we can hop back and forth i'm still cracking up about the fact there's a noodle kit oh yeah totally you can make like elbow noodles you can make just long straight spaghetti noodles out of it you can make curly noodles oh yeah i remember you talking about all the different kinds of noodles when we recorded that episode and but I didn't realize this was like like this whole little assembly. This it's too oh, much. Yeah. Um, my <laughs> KitchenAid. So I have Missy's old KitchenAid. Um, and if you follow along with us, like on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you know that Zad has been doing like KitchenAid repairs, um, which sort of spawned from the fact that I bought Missy's old KitchenAid from her for fifty bucks. And Zad's like, babe, I don't know, this thing's running kind of rough. I was like, I don't know, Missy used it. So he like tears it apart and the grease in it was black. Oh my gosh. It was like tar. So that's how we sort of got into that whole thing. So we probably don't use our KitchenAid as much as Missy does. We Bud uses it to, um, you know, make bread or, you know, I'll use it to make cookies once in a while. Something that's on my list is to... Um, start making more of our own kind of like breads and things so i'm hoping that i'll be using that more um okay so number two would be instant pot and i know this is on missy's list also our instant pot 
I mean, we use, I would say, at least once a week. Um, we're not so much into, like, soups and things like that, maybe as much as I just love it for making things quickly. Um, so, you know, if we have, like, chicken or turkey or whatever, I can throw that in there with some broth um, and some vegetables and, like, you know, throw it in there for 20 minutes on high pressure and we have like perfectly cooked chicken um so instant pot just that we use it for hard-boiled eggs probably more than anything at all i have two instant pots because i have my mom's um so i have two six quart ones and you know i can do probably three or four dozen eggs in one instant pot at a time so uh, there's a lot of times i'm doing like eight dozen hard-boiled eggs all at the same time so i can pickle them and throw them in the fridge which i actually need to do today because i am bursting with eggs um so accessories for the instant pot we do use the glass lid um you know especially if we're just like letting dinner cool or something like that um do you use any other accessories with your instant pot i guess sometimes i do use the silicone lid if i'm gonna put leftovers in the fridge we have like a lot of leftovers yeah i don't use i think the only time i've ever used the rack that goes in it was for for eggs um oh yeah we use the rack all the time yeah, I don't, but I don't use it for like when I do meat and stews and soups and stuff. I don't use it for that. Um, do you use it for I've... baked potatoes? No, I've never done baked potatoes in it. Yeah, they're pretty quick too. And I use the rack for that. Okay, I'll have to try that because we do love baked potatoes. Um, what was, oh, the silicone lid I do use because, you know, sometimes I'm just lazy after dinner and I'm like, I don't feel like putting this in another container. So I'm going to put the lid on and just throw the whole pot in the fridge um i use the the glass lid because i crock pot in it a lot like i like to start if i'm doing like a beef roast and i'm weird with my meat like it has to be really tender and juicy um so i'll start it on crock pot like in the morning and do like four or five hours on crock pot and then i switch the lids and i'll do like an hour on pressure cooking and then i let it like sit for like an hour this is really if i'm planning the day um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then I let it sit for an hour and come down to pressure by itself. And then it's like, oh, my gosh, it's so good. Uh, but, yeah, so just the two different lids, and I rarely use the rack. Yeah, something else I just thought about, too, is my mom had gotten us this, like, silicone insert that you do eggs in. So you, like, crack your eggs in it, and you can make little, like, egg bites or whatever. So you can, like, oh. crack your egg in it and then put in, like, some bacon or, like, I don't know, chopped up onion or season them or cheese or whatever you want. Um, and that thing's kind of cool. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you can like, I would imagine you could probably stack a few of them in there, but they're kind of cool for like, um, you know, quick breakfast or whatever. Just drop that in while you're making something else or whatever. Um, so I think that's all I have for instant pot accessories. I don't know if there are, I'm sure if there are other accessories, the plum household has them. <laughs> that's my parents and they have every accessory under the sun. Worse, way worse than me and Missy. Um, right. Okay, so that's number two. So number three, go ahead. Um, number three, I have immersion blender. Um, I my first experience with immersion blender was when I was making soap, and I kind of loved hated it. Like if it comes above the liquid, then liquid goes flying everywhere. As long as you keep it submerged, um, it mixes things really well. Um, I finally bought one that's like a seven-in-one immersion blender, and it. Um, it has different like blades that come with it. You can use it for like a chopper. Um, it does like a vegetable slicer kind of thing. Um, and it took the place of my, um, Oh gosh, 
what did I say? Took food the processor. Out. Yes, my food processor. My food processor. I did. I did not like that thing. Um, it was a KitchenAid one, and I thought, oh, it's KitchenAid. It's going to be great. Um, no, I didn't like the blades didn't sit down low enough. I don't know. So it wouldn't get like everything on the bottom. So this one does really good. And it's just like a little, I think it's a four cup thing and the merging blender sits in the top of it. And I put the stuff in and it chops it up. It gets everything. Um, so I really do like that. We had a food processor that I, I think I liked it, but it was so, it was like trying to carry around the KitchenAid. Like the base was so heavy and cumbersome. And then I killed it when I was trying to make bone meal one day. Whoop so we don't have one of those anymore um okay number four so vitamix i know that a vitamix is a big investment i mean like a good one is four or five hundred dollars there are some other ones i think the one we have was probably like four four fifty um i love our vitamix and i seriously i'm dragging that thing it needs just to have a permanent spot on the counter which we're redoing like one of the countertops in our kitchen so it will have a permanent spot here soon along with the KitchenAid mixer um but i use our vitamix all the time so we make smoothies in it um so we'll put like frozen fruit and protein powder and like yogurt and things like that and make smoothies and it makes smoothies in like, you know, half a second. Um, we also do a lot of powders in it. So if you follow me anywhere, you know that I make powders all the time. So we'll freeze dry stuff and then, you know, we'll put the fruit in there or vegetables or whatever. Like I had some salt. So we made salsa verde. And when we did that, you know, we just threw everything in the roaster. Well, it essentially made like this awesome tomato pepper broth and I'm like well I can't throw this away you know onions and whatever so I just poured that on freeze-dried trays and then I broke it up in the Vitamix and I made powder and essentially I have like this tomato pepper onion powder that I can add to anything eggs chili fajitas tacos like enchiladas whatever so the Vitamix has been gold for us my parents had one um a while before we did um and they had actually gotten us that one for christmas last year and man i did not think i would use it as much as i do and that thing chops up everything i haven't been brave enough to put any bones in it yet and try to (laughs) do uh bone meal again because if i break my vitamix i'll probably have a breakdown um so anyway, love my Vitamix and I know it's expensive, but man, it's like the freeze dryer and it is 100% worth its investment. So, okay. Number five, miss. Um, number five for me would be my grain mill. Um, we started out with the KitchenAid attachment grain mill. It just wasn't getting the grain fine enough for flour. Um, I'm sure if we probably processed it through a couple more times, it would have. Um, so we got the, um, Nutramil? Yes, good grief. Um, we got the Nutramil uh, grain mill, and I absolutely love it. It's fantastic. It has like different settings on the top where you can put the grain in, um, and then you like it does like coarse, and then you just put it back through again, and then it does it real fine. And I I don't know how I lived without it making breads, and well, I know I have because I didn't grind my own grain. Um, yeah. It it just changes the game so much i love it i that's definitely on our list especially like i'm not gonna try to start sourdough again until i get a grain mill because i know that that's my pitfall is my flour is just not fresh enough Mm -hmm. to make a nice batch of sourdough so 
that's definitely on our list. Um, okay. Number six for me, and this is going to seem like super basic, but strainers and colanders. So I probably have three like full size colanders hanging above the sink. And I'm guessing I have like eight, maybe strainers, different sizes. Um, you know, and I'm talking like the kind where it has like a handle, you hold it like a spoon has a handle. And then it's got like a, like a bowl shaped strainer on the end. And I use those all the time, whether I'm like straining off brine or, um, you know, like Zad, sometimes he loves like olives. Well, obviously we're like not growing our own olives. So we buy olives. So, you know, he'll strain off the juice from the olives so that he doesn't water down whatever he's cooking. And then we'll use the olive water. That sounds so disgusting. We'll use the olive water in like something else as to not waste it. But I have quite a collection of strainers and colanders. I'm probably a little bit obsessed. Like when we go to our favorite little Amish stores. I'm like, well, I don't have this size. I only have a two inch. I don't have a three inch and I need a three inch. So, but in all honesty, like I have ones that like, I know this one fits like on this kind of like my gallon size jars. And like this one fits in a wide mouth and this one fits in a regular. And I use those all the time. Um, okay. So number seven, number seven I have would be my garlic press. Um, I, there for a while before I got into all like kitchen gadgets, I would just buy the chopped garlic or diced garlic, whatever they had in the produce section at the grocery store um, until I grew my own garlic and realized how great fresh garlic is. Um, I just have the Pampered Chef garlic press. Um, I like it. Like it does its job. It just, it's hard for me sometimes. Some of the cloves will be harder. So like to keep squeezing it to get, you know, the garlic out of it, it ends up hurting my wrist. We just watched one of our um, favorite homesteaders, Jessica from Three Rivers Homesteading um, and she, Three Rivers Homestead. She has like one that she kind of like rolls over and crushes the garlic. And I was like, oh, I might have to get that. I think she said it's in her Amazon store. Um, so I'm going to check that out and see if that's any better because I do use garlic a lot. Like anytime I do soups or stews or I even put it in like when I do my Instapot with my meats, I put garlic and onion and so um, that's definitely something I do use, but I would like to get like a different tool that makes it easier to use. Yeah, Zad uses ours all the time, which means I always have to clean it. And it's got like the little brush and whatever. But still, every time I see it in the sink, I'm like, ugh, right? So annoying. <laughs> um, okay, so let's see. Garlic press was number seven. So number eight. And again, some of these I feel like are super basic, but like if I didn't have them, I would struggle. Um, so the jar opener from Pampered Chef, it's like a white, if you've never seen it, it has a handle. It's like white and gray and it's kind of like triangular at the top. And I know like you can use the little hook on your regular can opener or like a knife or like my husband can just pop it off with his like elbow. I feel like, you know how you do it with like a, with a beer. Like I feel like <laughs> you can do that with a jar. Um, but I love that thing. And I use it all the time. It stays right in the center drawer. It's like right on top. And when I pull out, um, you know, a jar, or get one off the shelf or whatever, I can just pop that thing right off. And man, it saves me so much like stress. And, you know, I don't have time for wasting, you know, looking around. Where's this and where's that? Like, I need to know where that jar opener is all the time because we're opening jars constantly. So that's definitely in my top. I mean, top 15, at least maybe higher than that. Um, okay. Number nine. Number nine, um, we have our cast iron skillet. We got a pretty big 
sized one at Sam's and it's like the enamel coated and I love it. It's easy to clean. It's easy to season. Um, when you cook in it, stuff doesn't stick and we love doing like meats and like when we do tacos or something, we'll do like our ground beef in that. And I don't know, I just feel like it gives a better flavor and it doesn't make the meat like, not that I like crust, crusty meat, but <laughs> like, I like to know my meat's been cooked, you know, and I don't know, it just gives it like this different texture. Um, I couldn't live without my cast iron skillet. Oh my gosh. Crusty freaking meat. <laughs> um, I can't. You would bring up crusty meat. Yeah. <laughs> cast iron. We have, I mean, we have a set of cast iron, like, in the camper. I, so we, uh, us too, like, we love cast iron. That's what Zad cooks in, like, 95% of the time. We have probably way more cast iron than we would ever actually conceivably use. Um, there's probably... 25 skillets hanging in our kitchen and we have like one if you don't know what this is you're gonna have to google it because i don't know how to explain them but we have an able skeever cast iron skillet and it's these little like donut i think they're swedish or i forget sad's mom makes them at christmas but they're like these little balls of dough and they're delicious like don't get me wrong but we have one for that like where did we even get that i don't even know um and we have like a couple that have like lines like grill pan lines and things like that and then you know of course ones of all sizes so one of my favorite things to make in a cast iron skillet that i actually haven't done in a while is making cookies have you done this before i have not yeah i kind of love doing that because you get like this like a now this is like gluttonous beyond glutton but like it it makes like the super thick cookies like you'd make for like if you're gonna do a birthday cookie and so you can ice it because just like you get this nice crusty i said crusty that's gonna be a theme in this podcast (laughs) um you get this nice like thick crust so that's something fun if you haven't done that before bud and i love doing that um okay so next is our let's see miss you want to talk about stainless steel bowls yes um i these are one thing that i when we moved, I was like, I got my uh, pioneer woman bowls with the lids. I'm good. No, I constantly am using bowls for everything. Uh, we actually bought a second roaster because like when I'm doing soups and stuff, if I do like chicken corn soup or chicken and dumplings, like I have to strain, I make this big batch of it and I have to strain the broth because I don't want chicken bones floating in it or whatever. And I strain it from like one roaster pot to the other. So I'll put all my gunk in a, a stainless steel bowl. And like the bigger the bowl, the more satisfying. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, it's a pain to store them, but oh my gosh, the big bowls, you can get them at Sam's or. That's um, where we get ours is Sam's club. Yeah. We have, there's like a Pensacola hardware store, which has like all kinds of like kitchen stuff and grilling stuff. They have a bunch of different sizes there and we have it from little tiny to gigantic. And we use it for everything. I mean, we used it, when we were canning, we put all our green beans in it and, you know, to wash them. And then when we'd French them, we put the French ones in a different bowl. I'm always washing bowls. Yeah, those we so we have two sets, I think, of the ones from Sam's Club. And um, I also have a I think it's 22 quart that I got at one of the Amish stores. Um, man, that thing is the bomb. And I use it all the time. Um, okay. So next for me would be the air fryer. I know there's like a little bit of controversy because of like the material that's the inside of the air fryer and whatever. Um, but our air fryer, we use all the time. Um, we do fish in it. So we eat, especially since the heart attack, we do fish like usually once or twice a week. Um, so 
fish in the air fryer is so easy. Like almost all fish, salmon, tuna, swordfish, whatever, cod. Um, we'll throw it in the air fryer, like on 400 for 10 minutes. And it's like, you know, it's at 140 or whatever internal temp. Um, we always have our, I guess this is another tool, but whatever in conjunction with the air fryer, we always have our Zuzu's awaken nursing. So if you hear like baby groaning, that's what's going on. Um, we always have our like handheld thermometer so that we can double check the internal temp of this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, the air fryer too for potatoes, like we'll chop up potatoes into, you know, like big cubes or whatever and season them and throw them in the air fryer. I feel like everything is like 400 for 10 minutes and like it's done. Um, we've done donuts in there, which is kind of fun. I mean, that's like obviously like a time consuming thing. Soft pretzels we've done in the air fryer. Um, for the most part, I would say we use it for like pork chops, fish, potatoes. Um, we don't really like we don't do take out like people do use it for like wings and stuff like that um we don't really do stuff like that really that often but man if you're looking for a good quick way to like throw dinner together like last night we had um yellowfin tuna um potatoes and what vegetable oh carrots so you know like we just put the tuna in the air fryer and when that came out, Zad let it rest. He threw the potatoes in. And potatoes are one of those things that I feel like takes for freaking ever. Like, you can put the potatoes in, go on vacation, come back. They're still not done. And they do not take that long in the air fryer. They're they're pretty awesome in the air fryer. So that is definitely in our top things that we have to have in the kitchen. Um, okay, Miss, I'm going to let you talk about the sous vide because I know you're like a recent lover of it. I am. So the sous vide, you might have seen, I posted on Facebook. Uh, we were trying pork chops. We've tried pork chops every method, and I just don't like them. I, I don't know. I want to like them. I mean, they're sometimes when they're on sale, they're a cheap buy, and they fill bellies. And if it's not, you know, already pre-breaded or any of that kind of stuff, like, it's fairly healthy. I mean, we don't add a bunch of things. We'll add seasoning and stuff to it. But um, I just could not get on board with pork chops. And I went to the grocery store. They had, of course, buy one, get one free of these big packs. And I'm like... I'm just going to do it and I'm going to figure out a way to do it. So then I was like, oh, I remember that I have my sous vide and I got that out. And my the one that I have like runs, I have an app on my phone and it's connected to that. And I seriously go in and I type like pork and then it'll give you different options like roast, chops, you know, um, whatever else it's on there. And you like I clicked on chops and then it like gave you, do you want like juicy and moist? Yeah, I said it. Um, or do you want like firm, but still juicy, you know, there's like two or three different options and then like, you'll pick whichever one you want. And then it's, it like sends it to the little thing, the, I don't know, it's like an immersion heater kind of thing. Um, it sends it to that, sets it to the temperature and then like starts the time. And what it does is it, it cooks under pressure. Like you fill your little tub or whatever with water you put your meat in, you could do it in like one of the sealed, the suck and seal bags. That's what I call them. Um, <laughs> and then you put it like submerge it underwater and it comes with clips or whatever in case it like decides to float. You can like clip it to the edge of your bowl. And then it just the the little immersion thing like heats the water up to the specific temperature and moves the water around and it cooks your meat like under pressure and Oh my gosh, that was the answer for me. These pork chops, like my husband, we took them out then and then he just like flashed them on the grill. They were 
so good. So oh, I said to Mandy, I'm like, all right, I'm sold. I'm going to go back for more pork chops. Um, and then she's like, you know, try the pork chops in the air fryer. So I'll try that next. Um, but definitely I'm, I've only done, that's the first thing I've done in it and I'm sold. So now I'm like, okay, what else can I put in there? I know people do steaks and. Oh yeah. Um, that's my dad actually turned us on to the sous vide. That was a yeah. gift we got dad made for Christmas like two years ago. And at first I'm like, I do not, it's like anything else. Like I just had to learn how to use it, but it was like, you know, my dad's like, Oh, you should try the sous vide. You should try the freeze dryer. I'm like, dad, I don't understand how to use these things. They seem so complicated. And now I'm like, what the hell was I concerned about? <laughs> um, but yeah, the sous vide is amazing for steak because you can like get it to the temp that it's supposed to be and like leave it there. You know, if you can't get to it right away, it's not like it's going to overcook or whatever and then you can throw it on the grill crust it up a little bit like i love that the theme of this podcast has become firm crusty and moist right (laughs) um that was not our intention um so yeah the sous vide is great we've also used the sous vide for just like roasts or like we've had like big chunks of turkey from our turkeys that we had last year um you know i can just throw those in in the pot and with the sous vide and I don't have to worry about it getting like dry. Cause you know, Turkey is like one of the, and chicken or like two of those things that can get dry in like a hot second. And that doesn't happen with the sous vide. Um, so sous vide, if that's like a new concept to you, I know a lot of times I post about the sous vide and people are like, what the heck is that word? Um, check it out, watch a YouTube video on it. They're really interesting. Um, okay. Next thing for me, again, I feel like I have all these really basic things. Um, my gigantic cutting board, like restaurant size cutting board, again, from Sam's Club. Um, I love that thing. We break that thing out all the time. Of course, we have like little cutting boards, but man, that big, thick acrylic one, we use that all the time, especially if we're preparing something like chili or um, obviously I use it when I'm canning all the time because I'm chopping up food, but you know, it's huge. I'm thinking it's probably like I don't know, 36 by 24. Maybe that's exaggerating. Maybe it's 24 by 18. Um, nonetheless, it's gigantic. It doesn't have a lip on it, which I do wish it had a lip. So if I, I do have a smaller cutting board that has a lip, like if I'm doing some real moist meat, um, you know, and it's got its juices all rolling around. Um, but the big cutting board, especially for vegetables and fruits and things we use all the time. Um, okay. So we have two more. So Missy, talk about the swing away can opener, because I know that's also one that you've recently invested in and now you're always going to need one. Yeah. I didn't even know that that one existed. I bought, oh my gosh, I bought can openers from the grocery store. I bought them from the dollar store. I brought them from pampered chef. I went through a time of me and can openers did not get along. Hmm. Um, and I finally one day posted on Facebook. I'm like, somebody sell me your can opener because I'm at my wits end. Um, and somebody suggested the swing away and I'm like, I've never even heard of that. Like, what the heck is that? And he's like, it's really hard to find, you know, you might have to go on eBay. Well, sure enough, I did. I went on eBay and I found one. It was like 15 bucks. Um, got it shipped to me and it was life changing. I have no issues opening cans anymore and it's metal. It'll last forever. It's like the handles are coated with like, I don't know, like a plasticky white I don't know what it is silicone maybe um so it's like got a good grip it opens the can doesn't leave any like weird edging I love it it's the best my mom like that's what we always had growing up so that's like the only thing I ever knew and the one I've ever had as an adult um so anytime anybody asks me about can of birds I'm like that question find a swing 
Um, okay, last one is the sheet pans from Pampered Chef. So um, Pampered Chef has these um, sheet pans that they have like a really deep edge. And like Missy and I were just talking about this is we've gotten the ones from Sam's Club, like the three pack. And it, if you've ever like heard this, sound, I'm talking about, but like you put stuff in the oven and then you hear this pop. Well, your stupid pans, because they're so thin, you know, they're just like pop, 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 and then they, like, get all bendy, and that drives me crazy. So, these cheat pans from Pamper Chef, again, like anything else, kind of expensive, but they are 100% worth the investment. Like, they're thick, they don't, you know, they're trying to roast vegetables, or um, even, like, bacon, like, we'll do our bacon on it, because the, the edges are good that we don't lose any of that good bacon grease that we save and then use to cook in. Um, so, yes, yeah, from Pampered Chef, I love and And I can, when I feel like making room in the budget, we are definitely getting a few more because one is not enough. Um, okay, so those are our top 15 kitchen tools um i'll link to as many of them as i can i'll link to in the show notes so that you guys can check those out if you have tools that you feel like we missed or maybe there's some tool that we need that we don't know that we need um let us know in the comments or you know let us know on social media or whatever as always you can find all of our homesteading resources at homesteadingroots.com or chapelhillforge.com and you can always reach out to us on our wayward homesteaders facebook group so As always, we hope you learned something and enjoy this podcast, and we'll see you next time. Bye, friends.